Hey, it's good to be back with you again. We're grateful that you're with us and watching and faithfully doing so. And today we're, we're in our series about the gospel. Uh, it's called the gospel, the series is, and we're dealing today with uh, the, the sinless Jesus, uh, a, a Christ who is without sin, and what that has to do with the gospel story. So I'm gonna be starting off with 2 Corinthians 5, 19 through 21. 2 Corinthians 5, 19 through 21. <clears throat> Let me read this to you. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed, he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, certain that God is appealing through us. We plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Pray with me. Uh, Father, I ask that you help me to be a plain preacher today so plain a child would understand me. Help me to be in tune to your Holy Spirit, any word of knowledge that you give to me to speak to a person that's listening or watching. Uh, Lord, if you prompt me with it, I want to be obedient to speak to it. And then uh, you will remind me that you see all of us, but you see me differently as your teacher and your preacher today, this moment. And with me, and I am under strict judgment, a, a greater judgment than anybody that you're looking at right now because I am your teacher and preacher and I accept my place in rightly dividing your word. So in the name of Jesus, I pray his name that I preach, amen. Our series has taken this kind of steps. We started off with an overview that uh, the gospel is heavy focus on cross and resurrection and that uh, Logan preached on that God in creation and God is good and that we handled recently the fall of man, the rebellion that started with Adam and Eve. And then uh, last Sunday, we handled uh, the prophecies of Jesus uh, because this is a picture of the plan of rescue that God has. His rescue is going to be in and through his son Jesus to be our savior. And then today we are focusing on the sinless Christ, uh, a Christ who is without sin. Between our rebellion and eternity, which is a line we've been using all the way in our series, uh, he has a plan of rescue and he has intervened. And today we're going to see that, how he does this through, and why he does this through a sinless Jesus, a sinless Savior. I want you to look at verse 19, 2 Corinthians 5, 19. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. Reconciliation is his plan. It is his rescue. Notice that he says in this verse, he doesn't count our sins against us, even though he can, he doesn't. Uh, scripture talks about the hairs of our head being numbered. He knows what a bird, a sparrow falls to the ground. Uh, his incredible, the, the expansion of his knowledge is absolutely infinite, um, but he doesn't count our, our trespasses against us. I want you to look at 2 Peter 3, 9, just to back that up with you, just the whole counsel of God. It said, the Lord not, does not delay his promise as some understand delay or slowness, 
but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. He, he is about reconciliation. He is about rescue. And I really want you to see that heavily today, even through the plan of Jesus, who is without sin, knows no sin. Once you realize what he has done, it gives us the ministry of reconciliation. He says he gives it to us uh, in verse 19. And he, he has committed that message of reconciliation to us. And you're gonna see in a moment how it all comes together. Once you realize what he's done for you, uh, and you have a love for him, and that, that relationship is established, you wish this for everyone. You don't just keep it to yourself. So the cross and the resurrection matter for all time. But there's going to be one day that the only thing that matters is the cross and the resurrection of Jesus. Let's look at verse 20, 2 Corinthians 5, 20. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, certain that God is appealing through us. We plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. We represent, ambassador means we're a representative of Christ. Wherever we go, we, we, we have a role in the kingdom wherever we go. And he, he's now making his appeal for people to be reconciled to him even in and through our lives. With our words, he's doing that. We promote, we're an ambassador, we promote reconciliation. We promote rescue. Uh, we'll put this together for us and also our relationship with the Lord here in a minute. Verse 19 and 20, God, it shows that God is in the reconciliation business. He is in the rescue business. And he is in the business and the mission of rescuing you, of reconciling you. Verse 21, 2 Corinthians 5, 21. Uh, this is our main focus. He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God uh, that is in him. I want you to see uh, this is I picked this verse because it's mention of him not knowing no sin, uh, but it really gives a broader picture here. I want you to look at 1 Peter 2, 22. Uh, Peter wrote, Simon Peter wrote this, he did not commit sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. I want you to look at 1 John chapter 3, verse 5. You know that he was revealed so that he might take away sins and there is no sin in him. I want you to look at John 19, four, and, and this is the Lord had stood before Pilate. So we're, we're in a court setting here. Pilate went outside again and said to them, look, I'm bringing him outside to you to let you know I find no grounds to charging him. Uh, it, it's important for us to be able to see uh, other parts of scripture that are absolutely bringing in that our Lord was a sinless man. Let's just get some common sense here for just a moment. <clears throat> Think with me just a moment. To be a perfect sacrifice, we've got to have a perfect Savior. Everything else in the Old Testament that was thought to be perfect still has some kind of a blemish on it. In, in other words, you gave the most perfect thing that you had uh, when it came to a sacrifice. So to have a perfect sacrifice, we've got to have a perfect Savior. Uh, I want you to look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 19. But with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without defect or blemish. 
he gives the picture of being the perfect sacrifice for us. I want you to notice something in verse 21. He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us. Jesus is not a sinner. Because he had our sin doesn't mean he is a sinner, but it does give the picture that he is a savior. If you want to look at it that our savior gathered all our sin and took it all on himself, I don't think there's a problem with that. And But I want you to notice that God didn't make him a sinner. He made him a savior. Uh, Hebrews 4.15, uh, it says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tested or tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. I want you to be able to see that. He, 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 he's, he, he's been around sin. Uh, he's been tempted by sin, but he absolutely knew no sin. So God didn't make him a sinner but he treated him as sin. He realized our sin. He, he gathered it up and he took it on. Look at Isaiah 53, 6. We all went astray like sheep. We all have turned our own way and the Lord has punished him for the iniquity of all of us. Uh, Romans 5, 8 through 12. But God proves his own love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than since we have now been declared righteous by his blood, we will be saved. We will be saved through him from wrath. For if, if while we were his enemies, we are reconciled to God through the death of his son, then how much more, having been reconciled, will we be saved by his life? If you want to know what true love really looks like, a man who knew no sin uh, took all of our sin, not that he was a sinner, but that he's a savior. And he took all of our sin and he paid that penalty for us. And he, he took that place for us. There's no greater love than this. But if you don't get the, the latter part of what we started with in 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 21, it says, uh, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. This is very important. He became sin for us. And he did this so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. I have to be honest with you. When I hear the word righteousness, I may think I kind of know what it means. Uh, I may think it, it, it just means I've got to live this pure way. But righteousness has a, a, a very a more clear meaning than what you and I may even anticipate or think. Uh, the, the word righteous, and I, and I want to bring this out because this is very important. In verse 21, Paul wrote that it is the righteousness of God. It is not our righteousness because we're born into a rebellion. We've been handling that in the series. But it's, it's God's righteousness, just like it's God's salvation, just like it's God's power. This is God's righteousness. It is not ours. But for you to clearly understand what's happening here in, in 2 Corinthians 5, 19 through 21, and even our topic today upon a sinless Jesus, you have got to see what the word righteousness really means. Sin creates a barrier. It creates a barrier between people, and it creates a barrier between us and God. It, it just creates that it divides. If you want to see it as a wall, uh, then see it as a wall. That sin 
is a wall between me and other people, and it is a wall between me and God. It is broken fellowship. And for righteousness to be realized, then the wall has to be torn down. Now, the wall is sin. So if, 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 if Tyra and, and I am going to have righteousness, if Logan's going to have righteousness, then with God, then sin is the wall. Well, then the wall has to be destroyed. It has to be broken. It has to be fall. It has to come down. And so the, the truth of it is righteousness means that we are removing the wall. We are removing the barrier. There's fulfilled relationship when this happens. In other words, if you want to look at righteousness to see what it really means, it, righteousness means we make things right. If there's something between me and Tyra, we don't work around it. We tear it down and we make it right. If there's something between me and Logan, we don't work around it. We don't try to work through it. We tear it down and we make it right. That's what righteousness means. Righteousness is not just this ideal of perfection or a set of rules. Righteousness is the walls are down. The walls are torn down. Everything is made right. So I want you to see the importance of a sinless Savior. If there's going to be a perfect sacrifice, then there's got to be a perfect Savior. And dying on the cross, taking the wrath of God for us, and he definitely knew the wrath of God, removing the sin, removing the wall that is between us and God uh, so that it could be made right is righteousness. It's tearing down anything that is between God and others. So righteous living is living with the walls torn down, absolutely torn down. And God gives this picture of making it right. And by doing that, he is reconciling. He is rescuing. I want you to see a beautiful character of God that what he is doing is he, is, he tore down the walls of sin between us and man through the sacrifice of a sinless Jesus. And he, a perfect sacrifice required a perfect savior. And he did that for us. He tore down the walls. And you and I are to live in this righteousness with him. When sin enters our life, guys, we gotta confess and repent and tear that wall down. So there is restored fellowship between all of us and who God is. He desires a righteous, wall-torn-down fellowship with every single one of us. And I want you to see the picture of how a sinless Savior played in this. For it to be a perfect sacrifice, there had to be a perfect Savior. And he used his own son to tear down the walls between us. Can you see such a love of that for while we were sinners? Christ died for all of us. Why? He wants that covenant relationship with us. He desires that. He's reconciling. He's rescuing. He is intervening. That is the gospel message, is that he is coming after you, not in a bad way, but to restore you and to restore your relationship. We pray you walk in that righteousness with him today. A perfect, a, a, a perfect sacrifice required a perfect savior and he gave his life for us in that. Thank you for being with us today. I love you, we love you, and remember what we say to each other before we leave. Grace and peace, make sure you live in both of them.